0: Welcome back to this month in View. I'm Adam Jar along with Ben Hong. And Greg is off on a retreat this week, so he won't be joining us as we cover some top stories from January 2020. Huh. well, his loss. Yep, he'll have to listen to the episode. If you've been using Vue for long, you've likely heard about Chris Fritz and how much he's contributed to the View community. He's been instrumental in ensuring the docs are some of the best in the world. He's worked on the Vue core and official supported libraries, and he's helped establish best practices and the official style guide. Plus, plenty more.
1: So it's with a heavy heart that we share news about his departure from being a member of the Vue core team due to personal reasons. However, Chris will still be involved in the community, and you can still see him at VueConf US later this year.
0: So we'd like to say thank you, Chris, for all your work, all of your passion and your expertise. We wish you all the best as your journey progresses, and we hope to see you around in the community.
1: Speaking of ViewConf US, if you're attending it this year or simply going to be in Austin, Texas on March 5th, you won't want to miss out on View Vixen's Day. This is a free one-day conference that will happen after VueConf US and we'll have Sarah Drasner keynoting along with two workshops, one of which is led by Chloe Condon, who will teach you how to build an app using Azure and Twilio.
0: So I know Vue Vixens is an initiative to help teach Vue to people who identify as women. Is this event open for anyone to attend?
1: That's a great question. The conference itself is open to anyone who wants to attend with some limitations for workshops, but you can learn more at the website, which we'll include in the show notes.
0: Have you ever been filling out a long form then accidentally click something and all of a sudden the page refreshes and you just lost everything you just typed? Oh gosh, so much PTSD from that. Yeah, super frustrating and super bad user experience. You could be losing customers and sales if you haven't implemented a way for your form's data to survive a browser refresh like this. But using the local storage API is an effective way to refresh-proof your view forms. And Marina Mosti recently wrote a tutorial on how to implement this solution over on ViewMastery's Mastery's blog. In the blog post, she covers how to deconstruct the V model directive to get the solution working.
1: Ah, uh, right. That's because the V-model is just shorthand for two-way data binding, and as nice as that shorthand is, sometimes we need more granular control over that process so we can direct how those values are being set and tracked.
0: Overall, it's a very straightforward solution that could actually increase your company's bottom line.
1: Another great article from January is by Natalia Tepluhina, a Vue Core team member, who explores Alpha version 4 of the new Vue Apollo.
0: So what are some of the new things she's looking at?
1: The biggest change she's looking into is how the Composition API fits in with the basic functions of using Vue Apollo, such as creating an Apollo instance, adding a query, or simply working with
0: mutations. Got it. So what's the verdict?
1: Well, by using the Composition API to abstract out common functionality, it looks like Natalia is liking it so far as it makes code much easier to to structure in a clear and concise manner.
0: A handy feature of Vue is the concept of dynamic components.
1: This is where you use the is attribute to dynamically set which component is currently in use. Like with tabs for example.
0: Yep, exactly. The default behavior generally suffices where the dynamic component is mounted and unmounted, but there are some use cases for keeping those dynamic components alive. For that, we can use the keep alive wrapper to store these components in a cached state. Matt Maribajak recently walked through how to use this wrapper in a new tutorial.
1: What are some of the use cases for keeping dynamic components alive?
0: Yeah, so let's say you have a component that makes a lot of API calls and you only want to do that once. You can keep that component alive and retain all the work it just did. Even if you tab away from it and come back to it, you'll still find that work done. Another example is if you want to retain the input values on a form in your dynamic component, keeping it alive is sort of a view version of local storage, just without that refresh proofing aspect.
1: Sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and a neat thing about keep alive components is that they have special view lifecycle hooks called activated and deactivated. So you can still run logic when that component is activated or deactivated, while also retaining the component state. If you've
1: been listening to Views on View for a while, I'm excited to announce that Chris Fritz, Ari Clark, Elizabeth Fine, and myself are back with our own View podcast called Enjoy the View.
0: That is definitely a great cast, and it's nice to see that Chris is not leaving the View community after all. So, what can we expect from the show?
1: Just like before, we'll have guest interviews with members of the community. However, we plan on also having more panel centric episodes and much more in order to keep you up to date with what's happening in the View and tech community.
0: Nice. So, how can people subscribe to get the latest episodes?
1: We're currently in the process of getting approved for all of the major podcasting platforms. But in the meantime, you can always find the latest on our website at www.enjoytheview.io.
0: And that's it for the January 2020 edition of This Month in View. As always, thanks for tuning in.